What is going on, everyone? Welcome to the Rocky Top Times, where we talk about all things Tennessee Falls, episode 7. My name is Sean. My name is Chase. Chase, we had some weird things happen today, uh, you know, in the news, but, you know, today we're going to get you guys covered on a basketball update. We're going to talk about baseball, kind of touch recruiting a little bit, and then our position group breakdown. Today, we're going to be talking about the most fun position just kidding <laughs> but offensive line we're going to give them a boys. breakdown you know they're not the flashiest group but definitely one of the most important ones so yeah and I, I kind of feel bad for them because when things go wrong or if the quarterback gets sacked or if he is in a rush they always get blamed so we need to show these guys <laughs> some love but anything right. how you doing today man uh, anything going on in the world yeah uh, big news coming out yesterday about the tiger woods crash I know for me, you know, following golf and, you know, just playing golf a lot and uh, a lot of friends that, that are keeping up in, in the golf world and like to play golf a lot. So just the Tiger Woods, you know, car crash. I don't know. Most of you have probably heard that since you're sports fans and um, just keeping up with daily news about sports and it's just just the, the, the terrible car crash is just crazy about his his right leg it sounds like he got absolutely just shredded um so um bad news there for sure yeah uh, it sounds really really bad and what isn't today yeah. the one year anniversary when kobe had the helicopter crash is that today or is that yesterday? i think that was like i think that was a few weeks ago yeah. i think it was like yeah somewhere around like the end of january i think really oh gosh i'm way off it's that. been a few weeks yeah Oh, gosh. Yeah, I'm behind the times. But, man, yeah, that was really, really terrible to see. You know, as we get older, we forget that all of these legends that we grew up watching, they're just human. And to see him yeah. getting in that car wreck and, God, oh, very, very scary fractures. I mean, broken bones. I think you told me earlier that he broke his tibia and his fibula and his right yeah. leg. So I Broken can't... two places. I can't imagine that pain. That's excruciating. Oh, gosh. And he narrowly missed a utility pole as well. So Yeah. It sounds that, like he, his car kind of rolled over. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, he, he narrowly missed the, the pole. And, um, yeah, it sounds like they had to put screws, plates, rods in just to stabilize his leg. And it sounds like he had, like, a, a shattered ankle. and um, But all of this in the in the right leg. So you can imagine that, that twist in the golf swing, you, you know that, you know, with all these metal plates and things in your, in your leg, not sure how that's going to really recover and, and heal the way that he would want it with all that torque and, you know, twist in the back leg. So, yeah, we could be seeing, uh, the end of Tiger. I hope not. Tiger's one of the greatest of all time. So he uh, hopefully he can is. make a full recovery. I was so excited that he won the Masters you know, I know. a few years ago. It was so cool to see him come back and after everything he went through with his personal life and and you know all the media attacking the dude. I, I like Tiger. I, I've always liked yeah, him. Yeah, you too. So that it was sad to see him go through that, you know, personal challenge. But I'm glad that he was able to bounce back and yeah. show. He he basically told everyone that he still has it, and he definitely mm -hmm. does. And, you know, hopefully he can recover from this. Golf is strange because it's one of the few sports where you can keep going like in your 60s, you know. Yeah. You, can, you can go forever. And he, golly, I don't think we've seen the end of him. At least I certainly hope not. But 
he's got a long road to recover, but at least, like I said, you can still keep playing in your 60s. So, I mean, how old is the dude now? Isn't he like in his 40s? Yeah, I think he's 43 or 44. 40, yeah. Two, so he's, like he's, he's got time to recover. Of course, the older mm-hmm. you get, the more difficult it could be to recover physically, but... Man, yeah. just scary stuff. I, I'm, I mean, we're glad he's okay, Jesus, but mm-hmm. that's just scary. And I think the sheriff said, I think today that it, it, he was proven that he wasn't drunk or anything like that. You know, he was responding. Yeah. You know, before the emergency surgery and everything. So, no, not not a drunk driver. You know, but I think that might have been a case for speeding. You know, it, it's just hard to say. I doubt we'll ever know the full truth, but they're yeah. saying it was just a pure accident. I would hope he wasn't drunk at 10 a.m. whenever the crash happened. Well, that was Eastern time, so it was like 7 o'clock Pacific yeah. time yeah, over in his, L.A. So, And his name's not Tom Brady, so you're yeah. probably right. He probably wasn't <laughs> drunk in the middle of the day yeah. after a couple That's shots right. of tequila. <laughs> yeah, 7 a.m. drunk in L.A. That could be Tiger's vibe. You never know. Hey, that's, that's so scary to think about. <laughs> 10 in the morning just but, flying like that. I think the crazy part is that like just a couple of weeks ago, he had another back surgery. So, I mean, he's coming off a back surgery just two weeks ago, and, and now he's having to go through major trauma surgery uh, on his leg. So, you know, recovering in two different surgeries and, and a surgery that which he's had multiple times on his back. And then, you know, I think he's had a torn ACL and, and maybe both of his knees, if not just one. But I know for sure in just one. Yeah, he's he's uh, – He's had a lot of surgeries, and they've all been within the last, you know, not so many years. And, I mean, they all affect his game, too. Yeah. I mean, it's not like he can yeah. go chill and, you know, <laughs> go for yeah. a quick game. You know, he's, he's got to recover without that. Wouldn't that be awful mm-hmm. to be the best golfer ever, and you can't do that for a little bit? He's, he's probably got a long yeah. road to recover, too. Oh, um, yeah. The, oh, God, that right leg. I can't, I can't yeah. imagine that leg, yeah. Could you imagine the pain? Like I would pass out. I mean, just if I look down and I see bones sticking out, no, thank you. Like, yeah, it was the sheriff. Whenever he said that, he went over and he was. He said he was like, uh, I asked him what his name was, and he's like, my name's Tiger. And he said he said he said it so calmly and so uh, just relaxed. But he was like, of course, he was probably just in straight shock at that point. So, you know, I think you, you kind of hear that in a lot of places. Whenever something traumatic happens like that, that you're super calm just because you're. You're in that state of shock. So um, the guy was like, yeah, as soon as he said I was Tiger, I, I immediately realized who it was. So um, yeah. I can't imagine it. Yeah, he was either super calm or he lost way too much blood. Way too yeah. fast. Yeah. It was just about Probably both. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My, my granddad, he always would say, the, he said this weird quote. It always stands out to me. But he's like, you know, Phil Mickelson, he's probably one of the greatest golfers of his lifetime but for him <laughs> unfortunately for him he was born the same era as tiger woods who's probably yeah. the greatest golfer ever so that was a quote from my granddad but anyway we hope tiger recovers quick he obviously i think he's my favorite he's definitely the yeah. best in my opinion i don't it's gonna be a long time before we see another tiger woods honestly yeah he's, he's the goat he really is. I was really, really happy to see him come back from everything that happened to him earlier in his career. And I think if he can overcome that mentally, I think that's more difficult to overcome than physically with this. So, yeah, I think, for sure. I think he'll be able to bounce back for that for sure. Yes. So let's get into basketball. Golly, unfortunately, the, 
last week when we <laughs> lost to Kentucky and then our women's team lost. I mean, it just was a really bad day for Tennessee basketball. But yeah. right now we're at 15 and 6. So in the SEC, we're 8 and 6. 8 and 6. We're barely above 500 in conference. Ugh. So we got, we're playing, we're currently recording Wednesday night. So we're currently playing Vanderbilt. Do you have the score to that right now? Yeah, right now there's, uh, let me just refresh it real quick. It's like nine minutes left. We're up 17 to 15. Riveting game, I could tell you that. Offenses are just going off. It's just, just like every other game, you know, 10 minutes left in the half, and it's just terrible offense. 17 to 15 against Vanderbilt? 17 to 15. And Vanderbilt is without their top two players. Is this in Knoxville tonight? No, it's in it's in Nashville. Jesus Christ. Do you remember when we beat Memphis when Calipari was there? Yeah. We were ranked, we were ranked number two, and they were number one. Yeah. Remember who we awesome. lost to the next game? Yeah. Vanderbilt. Freaking Vanderbilt. They always just come in and just spoil our fun in basketball. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> eight and six in the SEC. We're playing Vandy tonight. We're we're probably gonna lose, let's be honest. It's seventeen fifteen <laughs> and we're just we can't wake up. And then we also got Auburn coming in this Saturday on the twenty seventh. So we're fifth in the SEC currently. We could still move up a couple spots with a couple wins. But we have to get these dang wins. So what do you think of this inconsistent basketball team still to this day? I still don't even know what to make make of it. It's, um, it's yep. one of the most talented teams that we've ever had. They just have they have no inside game right now. Fulkerson's in a full, in a uh, in a funk and pawns, you know, I've never really seen him as an offensive playmaker i mean he can make some shots he does this little back down turnaround jumper thing that he does every single time he gets the ball so you know if he doesn't make those and i mean he scores like two to four points a game you know his his defense is a game changer but um but i mean if you know if if he's not playing good on defense or he gets in foul trouble i mean he's he's essentially useless uh on the team at at whenever he gets in foul trouble so and Fulkerson's not playing very well. His, you know, he's on one game and then he takes like three games off. It seems like, and then, you know, we're just relying on. I think teams are starting to figure out our offense that if they just, you know, if they take away Fulkerson in our inside game, if they just make us shoot, you know, long range jumpers and, and three pointers, then we're just not going to be able to score. And I feel like a lot of teams have adopted that defensive style. I feel like the players that played really good last year, like Fulkerson, I, I feel like they're hurt or something, or at yeah. least that's what I tell myself. that They're just, <laughs> I don't know. He's just not as quick as he used to be. He doesn't have explosiveness. Mentally, he just looks kind of lost sometimes. And this is not, you know, a hate on John Fulkerson. I'm just stating what I've been seeing these yeah. past few games. I, I mean, you scored 27 points in Lexington last year, and now – I don't. I don't even know his average. It's got to be below ten points, maybe five. Yeah. He was our leading scorer for most of the season, and then for the last I don't know, three, three to four weeks, he, yeah, he's gone down below ten points per game. I think it's like right at eight or nine right now. So, yeah, we need uh, we need him to step up big time. For I mean, you can't just rely on outside shots and just expect them to fall all the time. And if they do, it's it's like a game like we played against Kentucky when we beat them when we scored 90 points. Um, you know, we just have to get lucky. But then, then again, if those shots don't fall, we lose by, you know, 15 or 20 
like we did he, the last time we played Kentucky. He just needs to wake up. I, I really yeah. don't understand it. It's like he's playing half a, half asleep out there or something. It's yeah. completely different than what we saw last season. And every now and then he'll show some flashes and some sparks of last year's Fulkerson, but this year it's been completely different in a horrible way for Tennessee. Yeah. And, I mean, we made a joke saying that he's going to have to play overseas if he wants to play professional basketball. I don't even know if Europe would take him right now. I mean, he's no. just – He's just honestly right now maybe just a body, but he's just he's just looked lost out there this season. And I hope they turn it around because the SEC tournament is coming up quick. And it sounds like a lot of times we're trying to rely too much on the freshmen with Johnson and Springer. And sometimes mm-hmm. they're inexperienced shows. Yes, they are freak athletes. They are very physical. But at the same time, they, they've had some turnovers. They've been a little inconsistent as well. But the SEC tournament is coming up March 10th, and I think you told me it runs through the 14th. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. So I don't even know where this is being played at. Is it like in Atlanta? Uh, it's Nashville. Nashville? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, oh gosh. Hopefully we have some good home crowds. That's right. Last year, because we had a huge home crowd whenever we beat Kentucky and then lost. And then- yeah, I'm not sure about the crowds that they're going to have this year. I don't know if they're allowing fans to go to games for the SEC tournament, because I know they're not for March Madness, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I know that, I guess that kind of makes sense since there's so many games in the in the same day, so there's so many fans coming in and out, so you don't really have a chance to, to clean up anything, I guess, is what they're, what they're worried about. So, you know, if we can, but yeah, the SEC tournament, uh, honestly, I feel like we can beat anybody any day, and then we can lose to literally anybody any day. Um, that's just how it's been all year. And I feel like that's how it's going to continue unless we magically find an inside game in which, you know, after Fulkerson and Pons, there's literally nobody on our bench that can score on the, in the post. So I wouldn't expect uh, that unless Pons and Fulkerson take a big step in the, in the good direction. Yeah. I, I don't understand it. They just need to wake up, please wake up, play like you are meant to play the game. Yeah, I really don't understand it, but with the SEC tournament coming up, we gotta, gotta, gotta do well on that to try and, you know, get a higher seed. But you know, after after the loss to Kentucky, I think on the latest bracketology prediction, we're now to a six seed. Yeah, that's yeah terrible. I mean, we went from ranked number ninth, or weren't we six at one point in yeah, the nation, six. to yeah. now a six seed? So. Uh, if we make a good run in the tournament, I think that might be able to go up some. But in order to do that, everybody has to be on the same page. we got to mentally stay focused. Focused. We can't turn the ball over on stupid turnovers. These SEC teams are too hungry to not take advantage of a turnover. So we just got to wake up. What it, Do you think there's like an easy answer for this? Or I know earlier you said you don't know, but... I mean, is, is there like a black and white answer for us to, you know, wake the heck up and try and win these last few games? I mean, our defense has always been good all year. So, I mean, we, we kind of rely on our defense to keep us in games. And if, you know, if it turns into a, you know, a, a scoring battle, we're going to lose it almost every time. Um, unless Victor Bailey Jr. scores, you know, 27, 30 points, whatever he scored the other night, making eight three-pointers and, you know, a lot of other people go off and, you know, they're defenses are worried about our three-pointer for some reason and we're able to get it down to Fulkerson in the post and you know 
if, if, if we don't do that every game and, and Fulkerson's just not on his game and we have nothing inside, then the teams are just going to essentially do what they do in football whenever, you know, you can't throw the ball kind of like we were last year. They'll just stack the box and make you throw it. But in this case, they're going to make you shoot the outside three. So um, yeah. it's going to be tough. Um, like I said, it's just so inconsistent. It's it's hard to it's hard to say one way or the other whether you think that they're going to make a deep run because I feel like we could be in the final four and I feel like we could lose the very first weekend. I feel like we struggle really hard on zone defense. Uh, I, I don't know why, but whenever they're kind of all in the paint, I just feel like we kind of look flustered and no one's on the same page. Nobody to communicate. I don't understand it, man. They just, I do believe in Barnes. I think he can turn this thing around. It's just, it's just hard to see one of the best talented teams struggle right now. And I mean, we're eight and six in the sec, eight and six in the sec. So yeah, I don't know. And then Alabama's out there killing it, of course. So, We'll, we'll see, yeah. but ho- hopefully they can turn this thing around in the right time because tournament's coming up March 10th. It's like a week and a half away, people. So yeah, we got to get this thing rolling. And yep. c- continuing with basketball, so our Lady Vols, they're currently 13-6 and six right now, and I think they're ranked 20, 20th. Mm-hmm. So that's fourth in the SEC, so they're doing better than the men's. And um, shout-out to them beating the number two-ranked South Carolina that was really, really cool to see. They were down quite a bit, yeah. too. I think like a yeah. 17 deficit or something like that. Yeah, at halftime they were losing by quite a bit, double digits at least. And then, uh, you know, they made a really good comeback starting the third quarter and finished off with like a 10-point win. So that was kind of crazy to see. It's really good to see that Kelly Harper is uh, getting the team back in the right direction. And um, But then right after the, the, the win against number two, South Carolina, they went to Georgia and, and lost. So... I think Georgia was ranked like 22nd at the time. So, you know, it's not a terrible loss. But then again, if you beat the number two, South Carolina, by 10 points. And then, you know, we we played really well against Connecticut a few weeks ago whenever we played them. And um, But, yeah, just, you know, losing the games that you should win, at least, you know, on paper, um, it's kind of tough to see right after, right after a big win. Typical Tennessee fashioned you upset number <laughs> yeah. two and then you lose to georgia so yeah i know they got a couple games we were talking earlier they got a couple games remaining with missouri and auburn and currently they're listed as a three seed in the in their latest bracketology so yeah i'm gonna be honest i don't watch a, i don't watch a lot of women's basketball i, I just don't but mm-hmm. as growing up in tennessee everybody loves pat summit and yep. the lady vols was kind of like that comfort kind of you know, we, we'll lose at, like, almost anything else, but we could almost <laughs> guarantee that the Lady Vols would be there to win a couple games and help us feel a little bit better about the day. That's why last yeah. week was so much worse when they lost to Georgia because the yeah. men's lost to Kentucky. It was just a bad, bad day for, for Tennessee basketball all yeah. across the board. So definitely keep your eyes open for that. And also some pretty cool news. We are going to be doing a bracket challenge tournament. So keep an eye out for that. We're going to be coming out with details for that later. But follow our Facebook page, the Rocky Top Times. We're going to be giving updates on that, and make sure you vote on there as well. I think right now we got a pretty good amount on there. Not not mm-hmm. too many people have voted, but we've had some people reach out to us personally, and 
we're we're definitely going to want to do that and keep an eye out for the details and stuff like that. But this will be our first yep. Rocky Top Towns, you know, tournament. It's going to be pretty cool, man. What do you think? You yeah. excited? Yeah, I think we should have a quite a few participants, and I think it's going to be, um, you know, a couple of really good brackets that we can that we can do a couple of different you know challenges. One, um, you know, for bragging rights, I think everybody kind of wants that, and then uh, yeah, tell all your friends, let them know that we're going to be doing it. They can join the group whenever we get all that figured out and started up. But um, definitely details to for that coming up. Yeah, absolutely. Spread the word. If you know anybody or heard that anybody might be interested, just let us know or reach out to them and tell them to follow us. And It will you know, be here before you know it. It will be. They, they always go about so quick. And I think the mm-hmm. tournament's going to be longer, you know, dragged out longer because of COVID and everything. Yeah. So that'll actually help us out because we can kind of take our time and go through the updates and everything and keep you guys updated as well as we yep. go along. But yeah, I'm really excited about this. We were kind yeah, of talking too. about we were kind of talking about it a week or two ago, and the more we talked about it, the more excited we got. And I mean, yeah. it's so funny because my wife a couple of years ago she filled one out and she literally just picked whatever colors they had, and she got like yeah. three out of the four final t- final four teams right. And I'm over here just ripping my bracket to shreds. I was so mad, but uh, yeah, my brother he he did one with he was a server a few years ago, and he was a uh, He's not a sports fan. He pays nothing, no attention to literally any kind of sports, and he ended up winning it, his bracket challenge at work. So it's kind of crazy how you know a lot of people just like me dig into the statistics about you know who's been in the final four and which seeds have you know have made the deepest runs in, in the past few years, and you know kind of played the odds. But then people that you know have no idea about the about the games are usually the ones that do the best. So um, no matter if you if you're you follow along with this board or if you don't, we want you, we want you in the, in the bracket challenge. So um, yeah. keep an eye out. Yeah, absolutely. And like Chase mentioned earlier, we're going to try and just do, we're going to do a couple brackets we think. So yeah. one will be, one will be like a buy-in. We'll get the details on that later, but the other one is just going to be a free tournament specifically just for bragging rights. And mm-hmm. that, that'll be fun. You can pretty much just rub it in somebody's face the entire year till yep. next March. <laughs> until another strand of COVID has evolved, and then it's even longer than that. <laughs> but we're excited about it, man. Uh, we'll, we'll keep you guys updated on that. And yep. let's shift gears. So Tennessee baseball, man, I, I'm actually pretty excited about this, and I'm not even the biggest baseball guy, not going to lie. But currently we're 5-0, and so we're currently undefeated, and we had a good sweep against Georgia Southern, and today against – was it Arc Pine Bluff? Arkansas Pine Bluff, yeah. Woo! Big time opponent there. <laughs> never heard of them. Do you know their mascot? I have no idea. <laughs> better be a pine cone. Anyway, <laughs> we beat we beat them pretty bad, twenty-one to one, and then fourteen to six. So, whew, th- those are pretty good numbers. So, what do you yeah. think? So, what are your opening thoughts just so far on currently being undefeated? against the Arkansas Pinecones. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, I mean, we scored a lot of runs. We've, we, you know, just starting the season, you're always expecting a little bit of rust coming out with, you know, live pitching against, play, just playing with uh, against other teams and uh, just everything that comes with that, you know, all the preseason jitters and, you know, you got starters coming in that haven't played before. So, um, 
you know, the last few years under Tony Vitello, we've, we've started out really hot and, uh, you know, that's, that's, looks like it's going to continue here with the preseason hype that we've, that we've had coming into this year. And, um, depending on where you're looking, we're ranked anywhere from 16th to 19th. Um, so I think you can expect a, a really good year this year and, uh, in a tough SEC conference. Golly. Yeah. Um, how long has that coach been here? Is this like his third it's like year? It's like his fourth, fourth year, I fourth think. Year? Yeah, he's had a lot of hype since he's been here. Yeah. And we've had a lot of preseason hype as well. And, I mean, yeah. right now there's seven SEC teams ranked ahead of the Vols. So what is what does that say right there about the conference as a whole? You know, traditionally, have they been really strong at baseball? Because I know Mississippi State and Vanderbilt and Arkansas are, like, traditionally – very good at baseball, but mm-hmm. has has the conference kind of grown over the years, and this is kind of like a next step forward because Tennessee is kind of getting put on the map. I know Florida's really high up there too. So, yeah. what do you think about the SEC baseball? Yeah, I mean, the last you know five or so years, the SEC has been just crushing it on the on the recruiting trail, and um, you know they kind of you know I think the motto for the SEC is we're just built different or something like that, or it just means more. And I think in this case that, you know, the facilities and just the, just the overall, um, just the SEC in, in general is just known as one of the top conferences, if not the top conferences in literally any sport. So, um, baseball kind of kicking it up, making it more of an unknown sport around the country. And, um, you know, it's kind of shifted from, a lot of the teams out West used to be more of the teams that would win the championships and in their kind of style of play. But I think it's turned more into, you know, power hitting, power pitching and, and the SEC has really taken on that. And uh, they've really come out on top for the last few years. So I would expect a uh, tough SEC conference schedule and um, it should be a, a fist fight for sure. Yeah, I mean, seven SEC teams ranked ahead of us, and I know we haven't beaten tough opponents yet, but those are still pretty good numbers. I mean, 21-1, mm-hmm. that's pretty good, and you're currently undefeated. So, going to have some really, as really good tough... As you can get. Yeah, exactly, and we're going to have some really <laughs> tough opponents coming up. So, hopefully, they're not going to be like Tennessee basketball, and they just all of a sudden get lost and play yeah. off asleep sleep out there. So, But more preseason hype. <clears throat> so, we had a couple really a few first-team All-Americans, depending on who you're looking at as far as sports source. But I know we got a couple infielders, and then we got our catcher, you know, first, second, third-team All-Americans. What do you think about these guys? Kind of walk us through these guys and what yeah. they mean to this team. Yeah, Max Ferguson, he's a, a infielder. He was named a first-team All-American. Uh, Jackson Leith was a right-handed pitcher, and he's a second-team All-American. Drew Gilbert, outfielder, named a second-team All-American. And Connor Pavoloni was a, is our catcher, and he's named a third-team All-American. And then also Jake Rucker, which is an infielder, named a third-team All-American. So five All-Americans on the team, which is actually pretty incredible. I, I, only, I only thought of it was a few. Um, but depending on the different sources that you that you look at, they have different players ranked and, and where they think that they should be ranked in the, in the All-Americans. So... Um, Max Ferguson being a first team All-American uh, is a pretty big deal and I think he's he's ranked like one of the top 40 draft prospects for the upcoming draft so uh, big time name to watch there he, he plays second base um, so 
Yeah, I, he he really started coming on hot last year before the before COVID ended their season in the in the spring of last year. So I would expect him to you know hit for a high average. I don't think he's a big power guy, but I think he's hit a home run so far this year. So uh, he's definitely a big name to watch out for. Um, and a, a lot of the other guys are just you know really guys that that started out hot last year and then they've you know they kind of built on their on their name a little bit to uh to kind of build some hype around them so i think jackson leith uh who is our our pitcher he's ranked in like the top 40 as well i think in draft prospects for next year um and then we have a we have a lot of other good players young players and then also just some some really good role players on the team that you know make the team you know a top 20 team so um, lots to look forward to, and uh, uh, I think they're going to be really good in the uh, SEC and then uh, in the country as well. Five All-Americans. Can you remember the last time that Tennessee football had five All-Americans on that uh, same team? I'd say never. <laughs> and definitely, we don't know the answer to basketball. That is also never. So, yeah, uh, I'm looking forward looking forward to seeing what they can do this year. Do you think Ferguson's the best player do you think he's going to go highest you know off the in the draft for Tennessee I mean most likely uh, I mean yeah. him or you know pitchers typically go higher than position players earlier in the draft just because they're harder to come by and there's you know it's harder to get consistency out of those guys so you know if I had to guess I would probably say that you know either Jackson Leith or Ferguson would be the most likely the higher higher player that was that would be taken but um, yeah, I, w- I mean, I would expect a f- there's a quite a few of these guys that, that could be drafted, and I think Pavloni has a good good chance to be uh, a pretty high draft pick if he has a good year like he started last year, too. Catchers are really hard to come by as well. Yeah, even if you don't follow baseball much, we've heard Max Ferguson and Connor Pavloni a ton, so... Yeah, really looking forward to see what they can do. I'm pretty pumped. Not gonna lie. Yeah, and listen to these stats. So in five games, they've hit nine home runs, and they've averaged almost—I mean, just short of ten and a half runs per game. While the pitchers are giving up, you know, three point two runs per game. So and that was just that was the pitchers giving up, you know, the three point two runs per game. It was like under two um, until the game today, in which they gave up six runs, but. I think it was like a if you're a baseball fan, a Johnny Holstaff pitching staff today, and where they kind of pitch a bunch of different pl- players that kind of get them experience. So it's almost essentially a, a different pitcher every inning. So, um, yeah, I mean, I would expect some some good stuff out of the pitchers this year as well. I'm pretty pumped. And you played yeah. you played a little baseball in college. What, what yeah. where, where were you at? Yeah, I played first base and I pitched a little bit, but. Mostly first base. Nice. I, I grew up with a ton of baseball friends. Yeah. Half the time, they sounded like they were speaking a different language. <laughs> yeah, we so, got a bunch of baseball listeners on here, so shout out to y'all. Yeah, shout out to y'all. Keep on listening to us. Yep. And we got a upcoming games against Indiana State this weekend, and then we start SEC play not until like mid-March, March 19th, I think. So Yeah, I think there's about – 15 games or so in between now and the the first series against uh i think it was georgia's our first series um but i would i mean we're better than every team that we're playing against but i wouldn't expect to go undefeated but you know we've started undefeated 
in the last few years through like the first 18 games or so. But, um, you know, if we do that, that's still pretty impressive. Yeah, uh, I'm honestly really excited, and I'm going to cheer for UT no matter what sport it is. But I, it's weird. Like, I actually love to watch professional baseball, like, in the game, but I cannot watch it, in like, in the TV. Like, I just can't watch yeah. it on the TV. But, man, it's so You just so like much to get those hot dogs, right? Man, them chili dogs. I'm like Chaney. But <laughs> it's just fun. It's just an atmosphere. Like, I think baseball is kind of mm-hmm. like a whole event. It's not just a game. You know what I mean? I guess you can yeah. make the argument for any sport, but really specifically baseball. Just all the stuff they do, you know, I don't know. It's just really fun. And all the songs they always sing, it's just cool. So... Yeah, my wife doesn't like sports that much, but she loves to go to live sporting events just for hot dogs and peanuts and Cokes. (laughs) It's insane. I I spend like hundreds of dollars just going to these games. That's part of the fun, man. I mean, could you imagine going Uh, to the movies without getting popcorn? I mean, that's true. Yeah, it's part part of the experience. So all the more reason for this COVID end so we can go watch these guys play. But they got some special players on roster right now. I'm excited to see what they can do, to be honest. Yep. Me too. All right, good deal. Well, let's shift gears over to football. So, as of right now, we officially have three 2020 signees that have asked out of their letter of intent. Two of them were some of our highest recruits out of the class. So, you guys know Dylan Brooks and Cody Brown. They are officially in the transfer portal. Or not even then. I mean, I guess Brooks is technically at Auburn now. I mean, he could yeah, he's signed with Auburn. Yeah, I think Brown hasn't officially announced yet. And then we got Gooch. I, I can't say Jamarion. Jamarion Gooch. Gooch. I, can't, I can't say Gooch without <laughs> taking him serious. Good Lord. Yeah. So I don't know where Gooch is going to be going. Is he, a, <laughs> is he a Georgia native, I think? I ain't got a clue. Uh, Gooch, where are you from, man? <laughs> well, he's, yeah. he's, he's probably going to play against one of our rivals, if I had to guess. I think He'll be an All-American, freshman All-American next year. Oh, yeah, Gooch for Heisman. He'll win it. And I don't know. I know Cody Brown's from Georgia, but I don't think he wants to go to Georgia. I think he might be leaning toward Miami or something like that. I don't – just kind of rumors out there right now. Nothing official, but we'll keep you guys updated. And hopefully nobody else freaking ask out of their letterman of intent because we've got to have a roster to play football. So we'll we'll keep you guys updated on that. But our offensive line position group breakdown, whew, we got a lot of starters gone and a lot of good ones too. Mm-hmm. But Trey Smith, everybody knows and loves Trey Smith, but he's gone. So hopefully he can make it in the NFL. I don't I did not see him on the draft board at all. Did you? He's been he's been pushed down quite a bit, like third round, fourth round, which is insane I, to me. I, I hate it for the kid. I really do. I, I don't think health is an issue for him. I just think everybody mentally last year just did not care. And it clearly showed because yeah. right now we lead the nation and people in the transfer portal from Tennessee. 25, I think. 25. People. That's a recruiting class. I mean, just literally a fourth of your team is gone. So I you, just only have meant- 20, you only have 22 players on the field at one time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that that's <laughs> – you're going to make me cry on here on while we record yeah. this dang podcast. But, yeah, I mean, uh-huh. all of them are gone. And Trey Smith – and I hate it for Trey Smith. If there's one guy that deserves to be in the first round, it's this kid. He has fought mm-hmm. through so much adversity, and uh, uh, he just deserves it. So, yep, he he's gone to the NFL. I hope he can 
do really good in the combine and kind of get his draft stock up because he deserves it. Wanya Morris bailed on us. He is at Oklahoma where the mascot is literally a bandwagon. And <laughs> Jameer Johnson, I don't has he announced where he's Texas going? Texas A&M. Oh, my God. So Jameer Johnson's going to Texas A&M because <laughs> why not? Why not? Yeah, they almost went to the playoff. I think they should have gotten into the playoff, but that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah, and Brandon Kennedy is also gone. He was the – wasn't he like a 12th-year senior or something like that? Yeah, he should so. be applying for Social Security soon. <laughs> so all, all these guys are gone. So I know we got Cade Mays, Cooper Mays, Darnell Wright, Jerome Carvin – uh, all these guys are coming back. Is there anything else, anybody else that I might be missing at the top of my head? Yeah, we had we had a guard coming in. He was a freshman last year, and he actually made some. You know, he was surprised a lot of people in his his progress and just overall overall production whenever he was in. And Javantez Spragans, um, I would expect him to potentially be a a starter. I would. I think him and Calvert will be him. Calvert and Carvin will kind of be fighting for those guard positions. I think that Cade Mays, with Trey Smith going out, and then uh, Wanya Morris and Jameer Johnson moving on to different teams, um, we'll be looking for a, essentially every single position on the offensive line. But Cade, I think, may move over to uh, left tackle, and then the guard positions, I think those are going to be made up between the Jerome Carvin, Spragans, and Calbert, and then Darnell Wright will be over at the, the right tackle with Cooper Mays at center, so... Um, I think that, you know, these guys, I mean, they're all pretty solid. They all have some, some good experience. I know Cooper didn't play a ton, but he, I think he started the last two games with, with Kennedy out. Um, so he got some good experience there and, you know, with the offensive line, it's going to be kind of difficult because the offenses that we're running are going to be, you know, complete and total opposites of, of what we were used to. So, it's not so much of the, you know, bleed the clock out. It's going to be how fast can we go. So, um, yeah. you know, with Pruitt, he wanted the biggest, you know, essentially fattest but strongest offensive line that we could have. You know, 6'6", 330 is what we were recruiting. But sounds like Heupel's kind of wanting more of the uh, the slimmer offensive lineman. I don't I don't think that he's going to go too slim just because he knows the, the trenches in the SEC wins the games in this league. So, um, I would still expect around the 300-pound range to like the 310, 315. So, yeah, know, they got to be able to move. A part of me thinks that Wanye Morris and Jameer Johnson, <laughs> they saw how fast and up-tempo this offense was, and they're like, no thanks, my cardio is nowhere near that level. So <laughs> at least that's wishful thinking. But, yeah, yeah. I agree. I think they're going to be trying to go for these slimmer guys. I don't think they're going to go like Butch Jones – slim offensive line at least i hope not because josh dobbs was running for his life a lot and so is you know jg toward the end there but i think they're gonna go for these bigger you know i'd say like 280 310 something like that that's probably their ideal lineman and and you're right man people forget about jerome carvin and jerome carvin is solid he is a solid offensive lineman and Javante Spragans, he had some flashes last year as well, last season. So yeah, he's nasty. He is, man. He's really good size. And we all know Cade Mays. I think Cade Mays is a star. I think he's going to be really good this season. I, I think last season it was just 
a mess for everybody. So I don't want to yeah. compare. I don't want to compare his gameplay to last year to this coming season, just because everybody, in my opinion, just gave up. I think that's clear to see and evident now. Yeah. And Cooper Cooper Mays, he loves ten. He's loved Tennessee since he's probably his whole life. So I think he's going to play his heart out. I think he'll, I think I agree with you. I think he, I think he'll be a center, and I think he's he's going to do really good things there. Mm-hmm. And Calvert's really good too. He's shown some. I mean, he's shown some flashes. I'm looking at this line on paper, and it looks pretty good. And I'm not gonna lie. And I'm fine with having newer people go in there and having this line solid for this kickstart of this new offense that Hypo is gonna bring. And I think I don't know. Maybe I'm just excited that we're just getting fresh running backs. You know, fresh linemen. Just a fresh breath of fresh yeah. air overall. Just because last season. Everybody wants to forget that as soon as possible. And what better yeah. way to do that than to just have, you know, a fresh restart. people in there, fresh starters. Yeah, so I, I'm excited to see what they can do. I think they're going to be really good. Uh, do you want to go through the lineup? So who do you got at center? Do you got Cooper at center? Yeah, I've got Cooper. I, yeah, I got Cooper at center. I would say right tackle. You know, Spragans is a big dude. Um, and, you know, with Heupel's offense, he's – He's going to want to run fast, and, you know, these guys got to be kicked into shape. So, you know, he could be – it could be tough for him to break the starting lineup with, you know, how fast they're wanting to go. So, I would yeah. say Cade Mays at left tackle, Darnell Wright at right tackle with uh, – jeez. I'd say the, the guard positions are just a toss-up. Uh, but I think that Mays and Wright will definitely be at the tackle positions. I, I agree don't really, with you. Beyond these six, I don't I don't really see anyone else uh, in the starting lineup. I don't really think I know anybody else that could definitely be a potential yeah. starter. Unless they go after someone in the portal, I don't think so. And wasn't our one recruit on signing day a lineman? Our what? Wasn't our one recruit on national signing day like a few weeks ago? Wasn't he a, oh. a lineman like coming in? Oh. <sighs> No, you know. Was okay, he? I thought he was. I don't remember. I'll have to take a look. But I'm. Yeah, anyway. I think he was. Yeah. Yeah. So, and but I mean, he was like a. Yeah. I mean, I I try not to get too tied down in the recruiting rankings, but I don't think you're going to be pushing for a starting spot when you are a three star out of high school. Yeah. No. No, I don't think that's, so. Either. That's just me. <laughs> I don't think so either. And I don't know of any other incoming freshmen in this class at all at linemen i think they're all three star or worse which is sad we didn't have any uh high ranked ones that's for sure like the previous class they're i mean well the previous two classes when we you know we had wanye and uh darnell Wright. so um you know yeah we don't have any of those guys on this team that are coming in um so i wouldn't expect any uh younger guys to be starting besides like Cooper and, and, uh, Spragans. Yeah. And I'm, again, I'm fine with that. Uh, you know, I want a clean slate. I'm ready to hit the ground running. Yeah. So, well, man, did you have anything else you wanted to wrap up on or anything else you wanted to touch on for you? Any closing thoughts or anything like that? I don't think so. I think, uh, at times 32, 22 Tennessee. So, Hopefully we can build on that and have a good second half and get on the right track. But um, I thought this last time we played Vandy and we kind of uh, fell off from there. So 
feel like every time, every time we play a team, if we have yeah. a big lead in the second half, look at Georgia. I mean, if that game would have lasted another two minutes, I think Georgia would have oh, won. We would have lost. So uh, just don't let off the gas if you guys are listening right now to halftime. <laughs> don't let off the gas. Just finish strong, please. Who's leading in points? Do you know? Do you have that? Uh, we've up? got the leading scorer right now is Victor Bailey Jr. with nine points, Springer with eight, and Pons with six. Wow. Is Johnson on there? Yeah, he only has one point. What? That means he missed a free throw. Come on, man. That's four turnovers. Oh, That's probably gosh. why he hasn't played much. Any? How many? Do you, does it show fouls on there? Yeah, he only has one foul. Anybody in foul trouble or anything? Fulkerson's got two, but everybody else would just have one. We only had five total fouls. Uh, I just hope we win, especially if it's at Vanderbilt. <laughs> so. I know. But yeah, well, I don't, I'm trying to think if I have any closing thoughts on anything. Uh, prayers go out to Tiger, man. Hopefully, you recover quick and you know come back and win the Masters again. That would See be you sweet. in Augusta in April. That would be sweet if he came back and won the Masters like his first time coming back. That would be crazy. That was, have you ever been to the Masters? I wish. I've been, been I've been putting my tickets or my uh, my lottery in every year. Try to win so, tickets, but I haven't been able to. So what's the nicest golf course you've ever been to and played? Oh, man. I've been to a, a lot down in Florida. So we, me and my dad played the Hall of Fame course down in St. Augustine, Florida. Mm. Um, it's really nice. There's a few like up in the, um, oh, where is it at? Like Fernandina Beach. I don't know if you know where that's at. It's up in the top, like northeast corner of, of Florida. Northampton, it's an honor of Palmer course. It's really nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, we played quite a few in Orlando that were Jack Nicholas courses. So, it's really, really nice places. I prefer those. I don't golf often. I think I've been twice, literally my mm-hmm. entire life. And, really? uh, yeah, so my comparison would be like Lambert compared to <laughs> your places in Florida. So, we, we went we went on a good friend of mine. It was his bachelor party a few years ago, and we had a good time playing some golf. So There's nothing better. Yeah, it, it was fun, man. I, I think, I guess if you have a whole Saturday to kill, mm-hmm. that means like no kids, like your wife <laughs> is cool with you just not hanging out with her all Saturday. If you have a Which whole Saturday. Which is my life, right? Yeah. If you have a whole Saturday, you know, it, I would definitely be more into it. I think it's expensive to start, you know, getting at least oh, decent at it. It really is, yeah. Yeah, and that's another thing, dude. Like, I, I don't have the time, and it's expensive to just you know get a set of clubs and you got to pay you know <laughs> decent money just to even play yeah. so yeah. and and then I, whenever we went there were some old guys you could tell they were wealthy and they were just mad that we were out having a good time just <laughs> playing for fun but i don't know it, it, i just felt kind of rushed sometimes so yeah but yeah I'll, i would definitely have to go whenever <laughs> there's not a big line and <laughs> have a whole saturday but yeah. 18 how long does it take you to hit 18? Because it took us a while, but we were terrible. Yeah, I mean, I it depends terrible. on who you play with. I mean, if it's just like me and my dad, it only takes us like three hours. Uh, but, I mean, yeah. if you play with a group of four, I would expect four hours. Yeah, and we, we played best ball, too, because we were really bad. <laughs> Did you guys play best ball? No. Oh, my God. You're like a pro, then. We have, <laughs> a we, pro. Have to play, we have to play best ball, and I was 
I was struggling. I think out of all 18 holes, we might have gone with two of my hits that were best ball, like yeah. two. But in my defense, it was my second time ever. Like, I hardly, <laughs> I hardly ever golf. So. Yeah, so you get a pass. Yeah, I get a pass. So. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Rocky Top Times. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, the Rocky Top Times, and follow us on Twitter, Rocky Top Times 98. That's going to do it for episode seven. My name is Sean. My name's Chase. As always, go balls. Go balls.